Good morning and welcome to episode 281 of Taking the Charge Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. Last day of January 2018. We're about to enter the second month of the year and uh, lots of hoops going on. And um, yeah, not not loads of time to talk about it. I actually have uh, a lot of things going on and and so I'm not really going to talk too much uh, this week. Just going to uh, shoot the interview up in a couple of minutes and then uh, let you listen to that and then move on with the rest of your day. Uh, just to let you know how you can get in contact with the show, you can reach out to me on Twitter at HeinNews, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S. You can reach me uh, at the website, HeinNews.com. The email is HeinNews at gmx.de. You can go to the Facebook group. Just put in the search bar, Taking the Charge Podcast, and you will find us there. You can go to iTunes, rate and review the show, and you can become a supporter of the show. Go to patreon.com slash taking the charge. Um, thank you to all the absolutely amazing people who do that, who support uh, the show on Patreon. Um, it's it's an unbelievable feeling to have people support you uh, on an endeavor like this. So, uh, yeah, like I said, not too much time this week, and uh, and uh, so I'm not gonna talk too much. Just a couple of uh, you know talking points. We actually um, actually there'll be another show next week before even the next uh, Adidas Next Generation tournaments uh, starts. That's on the nine. Was it nine to eleven Friday Sunday weekend in Munich? Uh, so we are actually now. This is, I guess, the second uh, second week without um, without the Adidas Next Generation tournament. Uh, the Countess is at almost two full weeks behind us. So I will probably look at uh, doing some preview stuff next week uh, about that. Talk about that a little bit, and um, yeah. So uh, Euro Cup there. I see that there. I think they have uh, four. Or five teams uh, are in the quarterfinals, and yeah, Euroleague. Uh, you know, it's only it's not even it's almost February, and so they still have a couple uh, still have a couple of months before they even get to the playoffs. So plenty of action to to watch there. NBA is starting to get pretty interesting. Uh, a couple of a couple of talking points that I had this week are kind of just on that, and, and and really not just talking points, just kind of mentioning that it's you know pretty. You know, there's there's, there's uh, some 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 things going down and 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 uh, making it really interesting. Obviously, you know the big the big uh, the big one was, you know, James Harden doing a triple double with 60 points was just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, uh, the first time ever that somebody scored 60 points uh, with a triple double, and you know, Houston record 60 points and. Yeah, just 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 crazy. I mean, to to, to think sixty points in, in a du- triple double is just uh, phenomenal. Uh, you had uh, actually I don't know if it was before the last episode or since the last episode or not, but you had Demarcus Cousins go down injured. He's out for the rest of the season. Uh, Kevin Love went down. I think he's out for six to eight weeks. So you know you just get Isaiah Thomas kind of back. Uh, I mean, really into the mix, and so now. You have to see what he's gonna, you know, see kind of role they're gonna have with with him, and if he's gonna take a little bit more uh, on that. Obviously, he's a, he's not the uh, um, 
you know, he's not a, a, a tall player. So, you know, does, does LeBron kind of take a little bit more of the love uh, production uh, and then let uh, the, um, Isaiah Thomas do a little bit more? It'd be interesting to see or if they, you know, they do have a, they do have a pick that they can go out and try to get somebody. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what what the what the Cavs do now. And then there's the Blake Griffin trade, which you know kind of blew my mind um, a little bit. You know, not really following a lot of the NBA, and uh, just to to see that he was he was moved. Uh, you know, you think the the really the face of a franchise, especially after Chris Paul got moved, and and so now he's in in um, in Detroit. You know, that makes an interesting combo with him and Drummond. And uh, you just kind of have to wonder now what the what the the Clippers are going to do. Uh, you lose two, the two you know super. Actually, you can almost say you could lose three. You've lost three major impact players. You know, uh, uh, JJ Redick also obviously gone, but Chris Paul and and uh, and now Blake Griffin. So very interesting, um, different look for the for the uh, Clippers. All right. Um, let's let's move into the interview. Now, this is uh, actually I, I wrote about uh, this uh, individual Austin Van Van Seel in uh, my column for FIBA last week. Uh, you can go to FIBA.basketball and check out my column there. Eye on the future, and it's uh, a very interesting story. The um, you know there's a lot of, of talk of, of going to professionals from from college and and. Uh, and Canadians going down to the America, down to America, uh, and uh, this is a little bit different because you actually have a Canadian going down to America, but the nun becoming a professional from from high school in the states. Yet he's still eligible for college. Um, uh, again, Austin Fancil is a is a is a Canadian South African who'd also like to play for South Africa. So there's a little bit in there as well. Uh, and he is playing for Monaco's uh, for Monaco in, in the French league, um, mainly playing right playing right now at the uh, under twenty one in the under twenty one league. He is a ninety nine born, if I'm not mistaken. If I don't, um, and uh, and uh, so he's only eighteen. Yes, ninety nine born. He'll turn uh, eighteen. Uh, he'll turn nineteen. Sorry, he'll turn nineteen in uh, at the end of March. Uh, so I had a chance to talk to him. Uh, was a fascinating story for me, uh, just with everything going on with Canadians going down to the states, um, and then also with uh, the um, high school, um, high school to pro, college to pro debate, whatnot. Uh, so here's my interview with Austin Fensil. Hope you enjoy it, and we will catch you on the other side. All right, so on the, on the show this week, we have Austin Van Zeel, a Canadian South African youngster living, uh, going, going the professional route out in France at uh, AS Monaco. Uh, Austin, thanks for, for coming on the show. No problem. Uh, I'm glad to be here and speak to you. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, Austin, there's, there's uh, a lot of reasons... Uh, for for there was a lot of reasons for me to kind of want out to 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 go out and want to get in contact with you and kind of have your your story be told. Um, I, I guess you know for first of all, I mean you're 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 Canadian. You're from uh, from the I guess you'd probably call it an outskirts of of uh, of Toronto. 
um, and um, you are one of you know probably Canadian people you know Canadian basketball people would say one of too many young Canadians who you know went to the United States to go to high school um, and then you but you also represented uh, another sort of I guess idea concept out there of, of people going from high school directly to uh, professional basketball, um, if you will, and uh, and you're out in in, in uh, Monaco playing for the French team there, and uh, playing with uh, playing in the French uh, SPO, I think it's called uh, the French under twenty under twenty one league. Uh, I I guess maybe just first of all. Um, you know, when 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 you were when you were considering heading out to uh, when you were considering heading out to to France, uh, what were some of the things that you were that were going through your mind as as far as what you need to, you know, you know pros and cons, and, and you know what were you kind of going, what were you trying to figure out in that whole phase? Let's kind of start with there. Uh, well, I was thinking of taking the best path to get to the goal I want to reach, which is the NBA. And uh, I wanted to take a different path than most people would, um, which would obviously be the most amount of risk, but I thought that this was the best decision for me to make it to the league. And so I was looking at many things. Uh, You know, there's practicing two times a day here every day. And, uh, you know, living, living like a pro and still being in high school, it's, it takes a lot of time out of your day. I have practice in the morning and then uh, I have lifting during the day and then I have a second practice and then I have to fit school in there. So um, that was very hard. And then the season, the season is much longer. It's around nine months out of the year when in high school it's usually around four or five. So, um, it was, uh, it was very, you know, difficult, um, it took a lot of thought, and, uh, you know, now I'm the first, uh, Canadian to go from high school, uh, to pro, still being in high school, and, uh, still being NCAA eligible as well, uh, to play for a Division One college, so, um, I think, uh, the, this was the best decision for me. You went to Huntington Prep for for one year. Um, so, would you be considered a sophomore now? Now is that is that where you're at? No, uh, You'd be a junior. A junior. Okay. A junior, but I could be um, entering college next year as a senior. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm still in high school, and uh, last year I was at Huntington Prep. Okay, that that was considered your your sophomore year then. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Um, how, how did you how did you find Monaco? Uh, well, uh, at Adidas Nations, which I went to in August of last year, I had uh, I was a starting point guard for Team Africa, representing South Africa, and uh, played pretty well there. Got a lot of attention from uh, scouts and coaches um, speaking to my coaches uh, great coaching staff there uh, shout out to Coach Sai and Coach Carr uh, 
they basically a lot of people spoke to them and uh, I had a few places I was looking at um, and uh, I had a lot of people I was speaking to um, a lot of people think I had a great camp and uh, a great experience there at the DS Nations so um, yeah they just had the people speaking to Monaco and uh, Coach Z of the men's team uh, put me uh, spoke to the Espars coach and um, you know I've been close to them both the Espars coach Coach Ali and uh, Coach Z of the men's team who are both fantastic coaches and uh, and uh, so I started working with them and uh, it's been a great transition so far. And, and when you when you went there, um, let's say what was what was what was your game plan? Well, coming in, I just wanted to uh, you know be uh, be vocal, you know, uh, be aggressive on defense, and uh, look to facilitate, you know, because that's what I that's what I do. I'm a facilitator. And uh, so I wanted to, you know, get the, the the main guys on the team, the main scorers on the team, you know, happy with me and accepting me as a new guy coming in, you know, the new point guard, because I'm new, right? So everyone's like, uh, who is this guy? So, uh, you know, it was, uh, I just wanted to make everyone like me and uh, give give the ball up. So uh, everyone's pleased with the pleased with me so far so I think I'm doing a good job of that so for those who might not be aware um, I mean okay so you're playing with the the under 21 team and and you know there's actually some some pretty darn good uh, teammates that you have you know people from America might actually know Kevin Chom went to uh, Mount Verde um, I imagine he probably played with Ben Simmons, if I'm not mistaken, though. No? Yeah, he did, yeah. So, would he win one or two championships with him? Or maybe all three? three? He, Kevin's won three. So, he won all, He won three U.S. high school championships at the, you know, the Dick's Invitational. Um, you know, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at Luke uh, Lubaki, who's, uh, you know, pretty highly regarded uh, kid as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, Shikinah. Uh, did he not play for uh, play for the Congo National uh, Democratic uh, Republic of Congo National team at the uh, Africa Windows? Yeah, 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 he did play for the men's team, and uh, men- I think he had a game where he had a double double. Yeah, and and that is at, and that at uh, twenty years old. Um, maybe maybe talk about the just the team that you're at right now and. Um, you know, and how how quickly you were able to sort of find your place in there, and and, and what kind of level uh, there is there. Uh, well, the level compared to high school is, from as far as is a really big difference, uh, especially the size and the athleticism. Um, I know the age is a little bit different. Uh, most guys here are you know twenty one, twenty, which is not the ages of high school players in America so um, but the size the athleticism is much different and uh, obviously the game style is much different you know it's a lot more team play it's 
uh, you know, a lot more extra passes when in America it's more ISO. And so, um, but working with uh, Kevin has been great. Um, me and him have been working together. You know, it's like uh, two guard front. We both play point guard, but, you know, we kind of share that. But he's been hurt. And so, you know, it's kind of been uh, teaching me a little bit of the game over here. And uh, he's been my translator. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> um, he's the only kid on the team that speaks like fluent English, and uh, so yeah, it's been good working with him. And uh, we have some great bigs too. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've come in and stepped in into the starting role, and uh, just kind of still learning learning this European game a little bit. But um, everyone's been saying that I've been a adjusting to it pretty well and uh, I'm getting used to it and we have we're on a winning streak uh, we're on a three game winning streak so that's always good how, how difficult is the language what how, how does how does it work I mean is it basically uh, you're just hearing French all the time and then you know Kevin or maybe somebody else who has a little bit of English is trying to translate to help you a little bit or or how does it work yeah um, you know when the coach when Coach Ali explains all of the drills and what we're doing in French first, um, if uh, Kevin would walk over to me and uh, or he'd be right beside me, just explain it in English. Or if Kevin's not there, you know, the coach would then uh, tell me in English, and then I would understand. But sometimes I just don't ask, and uh, I understand. Um, usually with his hand signals, um, but I, I'm starting a little, a little bit of French. Um, it's getting better. It'll get better throughout the month, and so yeah. It's kind of hard though being a point guard not being able to speak the language though, no? Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I, I'm talking in English. Uh, at least I'm, <laughs> I'm being loud. I'm, I'm talking. You know, even though, you know, I speak to my teammates sometimes in English during the game they they kind of understand me um there's no guy there's not one guy on the team that doesn't know a word of english guys you know i have conversations with every guy every guy on the team and uh, i speak to everyone during the game and uh yeah so it's not like uh i i don't really i don't talk to anybody i've spoken to everybody on the team because their english is is not like terrible everyone's english is decent on the team much better there's not one bad person much better than your French still right yeah yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> um looking back how happy are you that you made this decision this this to take this route um as opposed to stick it staying in in, in maybe hunting in prep or maybe going to another school whatever uh for me so far I think it's uh it's a great decision. It's really, I think, um, I've gotten a lot bigger, uh, more experience, um, more getting used to this European game. And uh, I think taking this, this route, this uh, different route that nobody from Canada has ever taken before at the high school level, um, it's different and nobody will, you know, there'll be people doubting me and um, there'll be people saying that I won't make it, but, um, you know, I have the drive, I have the determination, and, uh, 
I think uh, I'll be in the league one day, and uh, I think this is the best path for me to get there. What about for other people? What, do you think that this is something that um, you know? It's always if somebody does if somebody does something and is successful doing it, then other people will look at it. But is this a is this a you know is this a different way that that you think other people will start to to look at as well? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's not an easy path. It's uh, very difficult. Um, you know, being away from family um, on the other side of the planet. So, but I mean, you, you see the you see the balls kind of doing it. I was going to bring um, I don't, them up. I don't, I, don't <laughs> want, I don't want to be compared to them. Uh, please don't compare me to them. I hope nobody does. But I've heard people compare me to them, uh, compare me to them before. Lots of people have been telling me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. But I think kids now will uh, look to do it more. Um, especially if they see that I'm successful from taking this path, then uh, then there'll be more kids doing this more. I think that's a I think that's a lazy comparison um, to just throw them and, and you in the same boat. Um, what did you think when when uh, when they had made that decision? You'd been over here already a couple of months and yes. you know were already you know, Getting, you know, getting your bearings straight and already starting to, you know, really contribute. And when that whole decision kind of came down, what were, what were you kind of thinking then? Uh, well, you know, I had, I really didn't believe it at first, because um, you know, with the Ball family, you never know with them. They're making one crazy, crazy statement one day, and then the next day it's another crazy statement. But, um, I mean, I, I thought they would. They would like. Kind of, I think what everyone else was thinking is that they weren't ready for the men's game over there because they're too young, they're too skinny. Uh, Lamelo is, but Leangelo, he's not ready for that level. But uh, you know, their dad is a genius. He set them up. Um, he's a marketing genius, so he set them up, and uh, they're getting they're getting better. They started off pretty bad, but they're getting better. Um, because of, you know, their dad setting them up. They're taking, like, 30 shots a game in their Big Brawler brand challenge games. But uh, I think the, they'll be fine. Um, they just got to get used to the level here, just like how I did. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it. yeah, it's, and, and it's also a different game. You know, it's a different level, but it's also a different style of game. Yeah, well, for them it's not. Well, for them maybe a little bit less because of. Yeah. <laughs> they they always wherever they go, their dad's gonna be there with them, and they're gonna they're gonna still shoot thirty shots. So they're still gonna play fast tempo. So. Is um, you know, you are college eligible for you know, so 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 those people who might be wondering whether or not you're you're gonna go to college, is that something that you think you want to do now? I mean, you you still have you know at least a you know whatever half a year to to, to kind of figure that out. Is that something that you that you're thinking about doing? Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I'm definitely considering it. Um, you know, I've spoken to colleges and. Um, have informed them that uh, everything is good and that my contract is 
um, is fine and have spoken to the NCAA and everything has been, you know, approved and everything's good. So um, I'm definitely considering it, you know, especially coming back to, you know, the Western part of the world, back to um, a society that I'm kind of used to. And, uh, um, you know, going, going to college, that's what my family wants me to do. And so, yeah, I'm definitely considering it, but there's all, I could always stay over here. Um, I'm obviously considering staying over here as well um, and giving up college, but I'm kind of leaning toward, more towards college. Have you been able to work with the, the, the professional team at all yet? Uh, no, uh, I've just been starting to, uh, you know, get used to the as far as level, you know, as being three years younger than most guys here and uh, being one of the younger, youngest kids on my team. And so uh, I'm just starting to get to uh, perform in the Aspars level. And then uh, uh, soon I will be be playing with the men's. So, um, yeah, they just want me to, uh, you know, get, it, get adjusted to the game, more European style, and uh, the different size and athleticism here which is way, way better than high school in America. Is the, is the professional team, is that something that you're, that you think is a realistic, you know, uh, realistic to, to, to maybe have a, an appearance or two maybe by the end of the year? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's very realistic. I have, um, you know, it's one of the top five clubs outside of the NBA. Um, undefeated in the Champions League and the number one ranked team in the Pro A. So um, I have great guys that are, you know, above me and uh, would take me under the wing, like Aaron Kraft, uh, Gerald Robinson, and DJ Cooper. Those are three great Americans who are, you know, had great pro careers. And Aaron Kraft is like on the verge of being in the league. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think I have a chance to, uh, you know, play with them and learn from them and uh, play in some games at the end of the season. Have you have you talked to them much? The any of those guys or all of those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Um, you know, they understand uh, my journey and stuff. So, um, yeah, just uh, getting forward, growing our relationship more with them and uh, them taking me under their wing so I can learn more from them and expand my game. What do they think about your, your journey? Uh, it's different, um, but, uh, you know, that's what everyone thinks. You know, it's different, uh, but uh, most people don't want to see me succeed. So I think they, they you know, want me to succeed because I'm a lot younger and... Uh, um. Yeah. So they they just they think it's different. Um. But I think they're happy for me. Did you say you think most people don't want you to succeed? No. No. Uh. You know, there's always haters when you uh when you uh come up. I started from a small high school in uh, Oakville, just a small city out of Toronto, and now I'm playing 
professionally two years later. So, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of haters. So, just like the Ball family. What would you? What do you say to those people then? Uh, thank you for uh, just giving me confidence. You know, I, I, I love it when um, people are talking negative behind my back or to other people, and it just it just fuels me. Um, it makes me angry, and when I play angry, that's when I play my best. So uh, I just say thank you to my haters. See, I don't, I don't really understand. I mean, it seems like, you know, I think you have to tip your hat to somebody who's trying something uh, immensely challenging, and and uh, and and really just just hold hold out and wait and see if there's a success or not. You know, I mean, that's the way I would see it. But I guess that not everybody's like that. Um, there's a. You know when when people when people hear um, Canadian South African uh, point guard, um, another individual comes to mind. Uh, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Has there been any any sort of contact between you and Steve Nash? Uh, no, there hasn't. Um, but uh, you know I've been drawing the comparison, and uh, you know I'd see him there, here or there when I was younger going to Team Canada camps but um, no there hasn't been any contact um, but the comparison is you know always thrown out there but uh, me being like a 6'5 Steve Nash who can pass the ball like him and shoot the ball but no there hasn't been any contact it's just a lazy comparison just South South, South African and Canadian um, but uh, so so Tell us how, how the South African com- uh, uh, connection is there. Uh, well, my dad is uh, born in South Africa. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I I have my my other side. Okay. There. Canadian. My mom. My mom's uh, born in Canada, but her grandparents were born in Croatia. So, um, but a little bit of Croatian in me as well. And South African, and then you know, obviously Canadian. So, uh-huh. and and how long have you been playing uh, basketball? Uh, I've been playing for about nine, eight, nine years. Uh-huh. I started off playing soccer. was uh, was a big uh, soccer family. My aunt went to Georgia, played soccer at Georgia. Um. So yeah, it's been. It was a. Uh, soccer family and then I just decided to switch to basketball and uh, I, it's worked out well for me so no, another lazy comparison Nash did the same thing but <laughs> oh he, he, he always talks about how the the playing soccer helped his uh, his vision of the of the court and you know uh, expecting players to go there and you know just his anticipation and stuff like that um. So, father was born in in South Africa, and and uh, so is I mean you know obviously can it, you know Canada is pretty stacked. Uh, everybody talks about you know NBA guys, you know, and that the and the uh, ninety nine generation, your generation, uh, won the under eighteen. Is that your generation or is that ninety eight? No, it's the ninety eight. Ninety eight generation. Yes, you're right. Ninety eight generation uh, won the U nineteen uh, U nineteen basketball world cup last summer. Um, 
Obviously, being 99, the next competition is, is for 2000s, is the under 18s, so you, there's no chance for you to play uh, youth level uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, national team wise, Canada, you know, obviously it would be a tough, tough nut to crack. Um, South Africa is uh, is uh, is probably something that you would think about. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I represented them at Adidas Nations, which is a massive, massive camp where all the NBA scouts come out, and uh, my coach there is uh, very well connected and. He knows the people there, and so yeah, I think that would be a great team to play for. Uh, come in and make an impact right away, especially at my young age. You know, South Africa's, and, you know, we have they have an NBA player, Tabo Cephalosha, but uh, they're not really known for their basketball. So I think I'd step in there and contribute uh, right away. Yeah, unfortunately, they haven't done a lot internationally either. Um, I know they're not playing in the qualifiers for the World Cup. Um, is that is that something that you would also try to to push push the program? And I mean, I don't know how much you can you know do as a as a as a one single young player, but you know, is that something that you would try to you know support and and? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't think right now I could, but you know, as I as I perform more and uh, my name gets bigger. Um, and I get more exposure. Uh, I think that uh, they would definitely see me and uh, uh, make a push to, you know, kind of get back into it. Um, but that was really sad news that they dropped out of the qualifiers. Yeah, get to maybe play uh, checking out one day in, in the uh, Africa qualifiers. Yeah, right? yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess, I guess, you know, to kind of, to bring it back, you know, uh, maybe just talk about your next steps, what you want to do, um, and, and kind of get to the, you know, get to, uh, get to the level you want to be. Uh, well, first, this is like the first step to, uh, my professional career. And so I'm kind of just learning this year. And, uh, you know, taking advice from guys older than me and uh, just learning the European style game and uh, um, just getting bigger. This is a year, a transition year for me um, to gain more weight because that was one of the uh, things many people uh, I had spoken to. Uh, that's like kind of like a... A negative to me that uh, I'm kind of underweight and skinny um, at my size, and so um, this is a year for me to get bigger, get uh, get more experience playing at the pro level. This being my first year, and uh, just uh, taking a different path. Um, you know, big risk means big reward. So um, I'm glad to take that risk if it means making it to the league. The, that under twenty one league, uh, maybe who are some of the guys that uh, you know that have really impressed you uh, that you've played against? Um, 
I know that uh, you know one of the guys in Asvel is uh, is uh, Theo Maladon, who played uh, uh, helped uh, France win the under 16 European Championship. Uh, I know he's playing and, and playing you know really well in that league. Who are some of the guys in that league that have really impressed you? Um, well, there's a guy we just played against uh, Limoges. I think he plays for his name is Merville Munanga. Uh, he's a pretty big time big man um, but uh, a young guy that uh, uh, I saw play I, I didn't get to play against him but uh, I watched him play Killian Hayes oh yeah he's, uh, uh-huh. he's pretty good you know being being so young and he has crazy potential that kid and so you know their team is also first in the uh, in the league and so um but yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams. You know, we just we just played uh, Nanterre yeah, a couple of days ago, and they were the third team in the league, and we were like 12th, and we just beat them at their arena. So, you know, a lot of the teams are kind of similar, you know, and uh, you know, we had a rough start, uh, a rough start to the season, and. Uh, so now uh, I've came in and we've uh, we've gone on a winning streak and now have a positive record and are climbing the ranks and knocking off some of the top teams in the league. So um, yeah, there's a lot of talent on this uh, in this league. I just don't know these kids' names. Some of these kids have some crazy names that I've uh, <laughs> I can't even pronounce. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent here. I mean. Guys can make it out of the NBA here because uh, Frank Natilakina played played in uh, Spurs, and uh, uh, I'm sure a couple guys did, but that's like the most recent guy um, that has played Spurs, and you know he played Mads, and now he's in the league. So this is this is a great league, and uh, you have pretty good chances of making it to the league. Um, you know, learning it here and then going up to the men's. So. All right. Well, uh, with that, I will let you go. Um, maybe for those people who might be interested in following you on the social medias out there, uh, how how can people get in contact? How can people follow you? Uh, well, my Twitter is pg underscore Austin Manziel. Uh, that's that's where that's usually where I'm on. I'm on there uh, a lot posting a lot of stuff on there um letting everyone know how my career is going uh all the steps to where i am now you know being at huntington uh ds nations all of my stuff's on there on my twitter so that's where you can find me all right fantastic austin uh, austin fenziel thank you very much appreciate your time uh good luck and also good luck with the french Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, this is this is these are the stories that I just love to to, to just, you know, sink my teeth into and, and kind of look into and and, and try to evaluate and, and whatnot. And I, I, I think it's a great I think it's a great move for, for, for someone like him and uh, you know, it's something that it's something that not every player can do. Um you know, it's, it takes a very mature individual to do this, and and um, 
Yeah, it brings up the balls in in the art in the uh, in the interview, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, he's on his own. Doesn't have the doesn't have his parents. Uh, doesn't have the family there. Uh, you know, but you know, it's uh, it's an impressive move by a youngster. And uh, yeah, it's not for everybody, but I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a solid option um, for for people. You know, there was some talk there that that uh, Mature Maker, the younger brother of Thon Maker, uh, would go to play professionally in 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 France even, uh, but in Europe um, instead of going to college. And I I think that's probably still in the cards, uh, at least as a possibility. I haven't heard actually much on that much on that front lately. Uh, but this is a, uh, you know, this is a this is a unique a unique uh, individual. This is a unique situation, and I think it, it definitely deserved to be, you know, talked about and 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 discussed. And you know, I think uh, you know, he talks about the haters, and, and and I also mentioned, you know, I, I responded, you know, it's kind of surprised that people aren't more supportive of it. Uh, I'm sure there are people supporting it, um, but uh, that that he's been receiving. Um, you know, as much hate as he, he as he might be, it, you know, it seems just kind of strange. You know, I mean, uh, because it's a it's a it's a gutsy it's a gutsy move. Um, and uh, but you know, hey, you have to uh, tip your hat to to him and, and to the efforts. And you have, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I hope he he uh, goes as high as he he wants. He can and and uh, and uh, and to to make this story that much more interesting. Uh, so okay, that's the uh, that's the podcast this week. Again, like I said, not too not too much um, not too much talking this week. Uh, again, next week we will have uh, a little bit of talk ahead of the ahead of the uh, Adidas Next Generation tournament in in Munich, and uh, we'll have another chat with another influential person in the world of international basketball. So uh, with that, I will let you go. The last thing I need to let you know is what you're going to be listening to. The song is called "Take Me Higher." It's band. It's a by a band called Jazzar, and it's available on freemusicarchive.org. Go check them out. Check out all the great music there, and uh, check out all the hoops this week. And we'll catch you next week.
Rowland, this is the player for the Fat Boys Skyliners, and you're listening to Taking the Charge.